This is the Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Champion Forum Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Hancher. Today, we are delving into a topic that holds the key to unlocking the full potential of your team, and that is the topic of individual development plans, or what we are are also known as IDPs. Specifically, we'll be exploring why you as a leader should be taking the initiative in driving this process within your teams. Now, look, uh, this could be a foreign topic to some people listening. Some of you, maybe, maybe you're killing the IDP game and you're all over it and your team is robust. Some of you, maybe you've heard of it, but you don't know how to get from here to there. So I'm going to dive into this because it is something I am absolutely passionate about. You know, I probably the last, I didn't start doing Doing these probably until the last, I would say, three years of my corporate career. And I started doing these, and boy, was I a believer. My mentor at the time uh, presented this concept to me and the value of it. And I ran with this. And not only did I see uh, a level of engagement with me as the leader with my team, but I started to see this as more of a deposit than a withdrawal. And it's it's typically this time of year that leaders are being pressured into completing the annual performance review. Uh, I'm recording this on November 16th, 2023. Many of you work off of a calendar year. And uh, man, it's that time. HR's on you. Uh, maybe you're an entrepreneur and you're like, man, I got to get these done. The clock is ticking. The year's about to end. We got to get these reviews done. And if you've been listening to this show for any length of time, you know that I have mixed emotions regarding these annual performance reviews. Go ahead and complete that performance review. I'm not hating on it. However, one of the issues I have with these annual reviews is that many times the employee is simply given a report card, but they aren't given a path to improve. They're not given a path to further their development. They're just being told, you did good, you did bad. You did good, you did bad. But they're not being told, how do I grow? How do I move forward? And it's for this reason that I am a huge fan of the IDP. Frankly, I'm an even bigger fan of the IDP than I am of the performance review. I, I would almost tell you this, if you're not doing IDPs, just bag the review too. Like, don't even bother uh, because people don't like that. And I know some of you are just checking the box because somebody told you you had to do it. But listen, my goal in today's show is that every leader that is listening that is not currently completing IDPs to everybody in their organization, that they're going to start doing so. I have found IDPs to be more of a deposit, whereas performance reviews can be viewed more as a withdrawal. And I know that might hurt uh, the HR people that are listening uh, who are naive to think enough that everybody loves performance reviews. They love that annual cattle herd into the boss's office where we got to get it all done. Now, look, if your company's doing this world-class I stand corrected, and let me be the first to apologize. But here's what I know. By and large, that's not the case. Gallup actually did a recent survey, and it showed that only 14% of employees strongly agree that the performance review they receive inspires them to improve. So listen, uh, it's not just my opinion. There's some data out there. 
Isn't that a staggering number? I mean, if this gets any worse, we're going to be in single digits. 14%. And if that number is true, think of 14% of your entire staff. 14% of them strongly agree that that review inspires them. All the other employees on your team, nope, not so much. They're not feeling it. Before we get into the why of the uh, IDP, let's let's quickly visit what it is. You know, for those of you that this is new, um, let's talk about it. I, I would tell you this: think think of an IDP as a personalized roadmap for an individual's professional growth and personal growth. By the way. This is it's a collaborative effort between the employee and you, the leader. And what we're doing here is we're outlining goals. We're looking for skill development. We're looking for actions that are going to enhance their performance and help them achieve their career objectives. Great idea, right? So here's some key things that I would tell you. Now, look, there's there's all kind of different ways and thoughts and debates around what belongs in an IDP. For me, simple is better. But no matter what you do, here's some key things that I would tell you to consider when you're building an IDP. The first is personal and professional goals. And I know the whole personal thing can be a little taboo. Get over it. Here's how you get over it. This is what I used to do because I did HR was like, eh, I don't know. I don't know if you want to bring the personal thing in. You might make people feel uncomfortable. So in big font, you know, red letter, optional. The personal was optional. But I can tell you the majority of people did it. And what it gave me was a clear understanding of what was most important to them. So I would recommend including personal, but most definitely professional goals. Clearly defined short-term and long-term goals that align with their career aspirations and ideally line up with the organization's objectives. Now, you should be separating short-term and long-term. And long-term, I wouldn't go much beyond five years because if not, you're going to have the new hire saying, I want to be the CEO. And you're like, settle down. You might want to get to the next step first, right? So short-term, I think, is like here and now, 12, 18 months, maybe three years. And then long-term, you're looking at that five-year range, and you have to help be the voice of reason. Another criteria to think about is strengths that they possess as well as highlighting their areas for improvement. I would recommend that you have them do a self-assessment first meaning this is going to give you a gauge on what level of awareness do they have in this IDP. Um, Have them do a self-assessment, and maybe you get feedback from other people in the organization for them as well, their peers, um, maybe other leaders in the organization. What we want to do here is we want to identify the employee's strengths and areas that need improvement. Uh, And look, this could be communication skills, technical skills, uh, maybe it's soft skills, time management, uh, maybe they have leadership ability, what, whatever it might be. But you want to highlight both opportunity for growth as well as what are their strengths. If they know their strengths, they can capitalize. If they have weaknesses in their blind spots and they don't get corrected, it might hold them back from reaching their fullest potential. Highlight these in the IDP. The next area is skill development. When you identify specific skills 
that this person aims to develop, it's a game changer. And again, this this could include product knowledge in your industry. Uh, it could be industry specific for you. It could be that they said that they want to get into sales and they're currently in operations, but you've been hesitant to put them into sales because they can't communicate well. Well, maybe you consider as part of their IDP is sending them off to Toastmasters to get better platform skills. Maybe you've identified uh, a skill development of leadership skill or any other relevant competencies. But man, you talk about a deposit, you and this employee are locking in to this meeting 30, 40 minutes, whatever it might be, um, once a year, twice a year uh, to assess it. And you're literally giving them tools to build their skill. Wow, you talk about a gift. The other thing that I would tell you to add as criteria is training and learning opportunity. Because, all right, we need skill development. Well, how are we going to go about doing that? You should be creating a plan outlining what learning resources and opportunities there are um, and how can they utilize these to develop these identified skills that they that we know they got to get better at. So if we've identified a skill that they need, how are we going to help them? What tools are we going to give them? This could involve workshops. It could involve online courses. It could be a book that they read, a podcast episode to listen to, a conference, a seminar. It could be even on-the-job training. Now, look, don't get all worked up about budget. You can create training and learning opportunities absolutely for free. Look no further than YouTube. Look no further than podcasts. I mean, there is free content everywhere. And you could literally just have them do a book outline. Um, listen to a couple of episodes of a show and report out on it, whatever it might be. But don't, whether even if you have zero budget, do something. The other thing to include in this is milestones, timelines. You know, think s- smart, uh, time bound. The T and smart. Be sure that we have clearly defined milestones and timelines for them to achieve some of these developmental goals, because what gets measured gets done, right? This helps in tracking progress, and it gives a healthy level of accountability because if not, they just leave this meeting feeling all fired up and good, and then they just go back to business as usual, hamster on a wheel. No, we need to push them. We need to create uh, deadlines, timelines, so that we can hold them accountable to the progress. And uh, the other thing I would tell you is networking and relationship building opportunities, maybe that they're missing out on. You know, we've all heard this saying that sometimes it's not what you know, but who you know. Um, You know this is true. So how are we going to help this person, help this employee, help this team member build strategies for personal uh, development in their networking? and relationships, both inside your organization and outside the organization. Who does this team member need to be meeting with that they're not? And why aren't they? And how can you help them get there? Don't let your team members be the best kept secret. Get them out there. If you're in a smaller organization, look outside of your organization. If you're in a larger organization, start getting people higher up in the org chart maybe to pour into your team. And this could be, look, a lot of different things. It could be mentoring. Maybe you're assigning them a mentor. Again, if you have a large company, look around. Who's doing it well? Who's doing it well based off of where this team member said they want to go? 
Maybe you are managing a truck driver that wants to go into sales, and maybe you're not even that good at sales. But who is good at sales in your company, and should they start mentoring this person? Well, Jeff, what if I get them really good at sales and they leave my team? Congratulations. That's what I would say. You got them promoted. That is your role. We produce that. That's what leaders do. Don't be so self-serving that you're not willing to give people up. That's really the goal of leadership, by the way. But look, maybe this is them attending industry events. Maybe they're joining professional associations that are local to you or, or in your industry. And ultimately, what we need to do is help them with their career development. What's that plan look like? How do they want to be developed? What does the next steps in their career look like? What are they telling you? Uh, what Maybe it's a, a title. Uh, I want to be a leader in three years. And in five years, I want to be an executive. I don't know what that looks like in your organization. But as a leader, what we should be doing is everybody on our team, we should be building a plan for career advancement. And that could mean promotions. Uh, it could mean a lateral move. You know, advancement doesn't always mean bigger title, bigger pay. It could mean uh, a pivot left, a pivot right. Look, I'm in operations now. I want to try sales. Um, I'm in sales now. I'd like to go to IT. I don't know. But what we have to be looking at that and probing that because if not, if we're not giving them these opportunities, they may you may run the risk of them looking elsewhere for them. Um, increased responsibility. What does that what could that look like? Um, and it might be them keeping their same title, their same job, but we give them what I like to call leading contributions so that they can start working on their craft, so that they can start practicing leadership before they have the pressure of the responsibility and the title. And I know this seems like a lot of work, but I'm here to tell you that the return on investment is worth it. So why should you as a leader be proactive in initiating and fostering the use of IDPs within your team? I mean, let's break it down. The first one is employee engagement. I, I would tell you first and foremost, executing IDPs demonstrates a commitment to employee engagement. I have found that leaders who invest time and effort in their team's growth, they send a powerful message that they value their employees, not just for their current contributions, but also for their future potential. I'm thankful that there were leaders that saw my future potential, that invested in me, that pushed me along the way, that were willing to give me up to a greater good. Thank goodness for that. I was highly engaged because of that. This sense of purpose also translates into increased job satisfaction. When employees feel supported in their personal and professional growth, they are more likely to find fulfillment in their role. Isn't, doesn't that go without saying? Here's, a, here's another benefit. They're getting better at their skills. Another compelling reason for you, the leader, to champion IDPs is skill enhancement. And by the way, not only is that good for them, that's great for you. We are in a rapidly changing work landscape today. And acquiring new skills is essential for professional relevance for all of us. Leaders who initiate these IDPs, what they're doing is they're fostering an environment where continuous learning is not only encouraged, it's celebrated. Matter of fact, it's expected. This is good stuff, skill enhancement, right? When you execute well, IDPs become a strategic tool for talent development within your company. 
and you're ensuring that the workforce is adaptable, it's competitive. Is this really? I mean, look, I don't know about you all, but this is starting to sound like a win-win. It's good for us as leaders. It's good for the employees. And by the way, when we're winning together, it's good for the organization. It's good for business. It's great for competitive advantage. The next thing that that, uh, I have found value in from an IDP is retention and succession planning. So so let's let's touch on the crucial aspects of employee retention and succession planning. These are critical components to your company. Leaders who actively engage in IDPs, they are contributing to healthy culture. And this is a key indicator in retaining top talent. Culture. Culture is is probably the buzzword of all buzzwords. But I will tell you, when you have it, you know. And if there has ever been a time that it is critical to retain top talent, it is now because getting top talent in the door is hard. Not to mention the process allows you to identify high potential individuals for succession planning. If you're in growth mode, if your vision is is to grow your company, you're going to need leaders. You're going to need promotable people. Who do you have? When you're doing IDPs, it forces you to focus on your current team, your current workforce, and begin to dissect, who do I have? Who is promotable? Who is well-placed? And what you begin doing as you identify the talent in your organization through IDPs is you start preparing them for what should be a smooth transition into key roles and promotions. Great leaders know that it's not just about the present workforce. It's about building a sustainable pipeline of leaders for the future. Without leadership, we we don't have it. If you're growing and you're adding product line, guess what? You're probably going to need some salespeople. You're going to need some some creative marketing. You're going to need a lot of things to move the machine. And so IDPs are going to help identify who do I have, how do I develop them, how do I help them grow into the person I think they could be. So there you have it. The case for leaders initiating IDPs. From boosting employee engagement and satisfaction to enhancing skills and contributing to long-term organizational success, folks, the benefits are crystal clear. By investing in the growth of your team, you not only strengthen them, but you're also fostering a culture of improvement. We're always going to get better. That's the message that you're sending. I want to support you by providing you a free resource to make this process very simple for you. If this is new to you, maybe you're listening, you've been challenged, you're ready to go, but Jeff, what is an IDP? What does that look like? How do I fill them out? I'm going to send you one. We have created a free IDP template that is simple, it's easy to use, and it's going to help you in delivering these to the people on your team. We're going to have a link to get the IDP template in the show notes of this podcast. I want to get this emailed to you. To have that emailed to you, you can register to have that sent right to your inbox every single week. Go to the homepage of our website, jeffhantra.com, scroll down to the bottom, click on the tab, the tab literally says this, sign up for the newsletter. It literally says that. That's going to get the show notes right into your inbox every week. And these show notes are going to have a link, boom, free resource. The IDP is all yours for the taking. 
If you need help filling that out, you're not sure which way to go, email us, info at jeffhancher.com. Myself, one of our coaches, will get on a Zoom call with you. We'll help you through that process. It's that simple. And not only will you get this free resource, but you're going to get great resources to help you apply what you're learning from this show. Every week, you're going to get the show notes. As always, appreciate you all joining. I consider it an honor and a privilege to come through your speakers every single week. I will never take that for granted. I surely don't take it lightly. Until next time, keep endearing your people, invest in the development of others, and keep turning the pressure into potential. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win. Win.